The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. Rainmaker FM. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the writer files. I am still your host, Kelton Reed. And a quick note that we made it to episode 100. Uh, so I will cue in honor of late great Hunter S. Thompson, the sound of a cannon. How about that? Toby, can you slot that in there for me? And also a huge, huge shout out to Toby Lyles at 24sound.com, a man who has uh, edited and helped produce this podcast uh, since pretty much near the inception. So thank you to you, Toby, for all of your great work, 24sound.com. My wish would be that all podcasters could have an editor as deft and talented as Toby Lyles. Thanks again, man. As we continue with part two of this uh, file, I am speaking with the multiple award-winning uh, acclaimed author, uh, educator, authorpreneur, K.M. Wyland. Uh, she stopped by the show this week to chat with me again about helping writers become authors, balancing creativity and logic, and beating the dreaded writer's block. And, and as an award-winning author of acclaimed writing guides, including her standouts, outlining your novel, structuring your novel, and creating character arcs, Ms. Wyland uses part of her writing day to help mentor authors via her uh, online writers community. And her website, Helping Writers Become Authors, has collected many, many awards, including Writers Digest's uh, Best Websites for Writers, multiple years running. And she nurtures a community of scribes dedicated to helping show you how to write your best story, change your life, and astound the world. And in addition to developing an app for writers, her weekly podcast and studies social media presence, uh, Katie somehow finds time to write and self-publish both historical and speculative fiction as well. In part two of this file, Katie and I discuss her love of Scrivener for taking notes, organizing and outlining her books, how writers can combat internet brain, why tapping into your subconscious is vital for writers, how to manage your creative energy, why writers need to tap into their rascal spirits. If you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives on Apple Podcasts and in the show notes on with episode 100 of The Writer Files. Thanks so much. The Writer Files is brought to you by the all-new Studio Press Sites, a turnkey solution that combines the ease of an all-in-one website builder with the flexible power of WordPress. It's perfect for authors, bloggers, podcasters, and affiliate marketers, as well as those selling physical products, digital downloads, and membership programs. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 200,000 website owners trust StudioPress. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. And if you're a fan of the writer files, 
please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. Well, let's talk about workflow a little bit. I know um, you talked about getting out of the house, and so obviously you're working on a, I'm imagining, a somewhat lightweight laptop. Are you a Mac or a PC? I'm a PC girl. I've been tempted to try the Mac now and then, but I just figure if it ain't broke, why fix it? So I've remained with the PC. Yeah, and it's not PC isn't a word that is is as uh, um, seemingly <laughs> scary um, as it used to be. But but you know, I mean, there, there's equal obviously um, benefits to both. And one of the cool things is that now PC users can get Scrivener. Right? It used to be mm-hmm. only a Mac app, um, and I understand that that um, I mean, you've offered some advice about using Scrivener. So um, is that is that primarily what you're using to get your words in there and and organize yeah. stuff? Yeah, I love Scrivener. Um, I discovered it, oh, three years ago. Anyway, I've written one book on it now. And yeah, I just love it. It's just the kind of thing that just totally fits how my brain works in organizing and outlining. And and I love that everything's consolidated all in one spot. But yeah, I love Scrivener. I use that on my computer, obviously. And of course, you know, just here last year, they came out with the iOS app. Um, for like iPads and things, which oh, yeah. has been fabulous, you know, because here I am wanting to take it outside. Okay. And um, yeah, it's just been great to just take that, you know, out of Wi-Fi range, so there's no internet, but still be able to have all my notes with me and um, use that. But yeah, I love Scrivener. It's it's untouched as far as in my experience, as far as um, writing software that's just totally made to fit all of the needs that we Rise writers have. That's great. That's great. Um, so do you have some organizational hacks? I know you talk about kind of writing notes by hand and then um, transcribing. Um, do you have any other kind of organizational hacks for writers to get, to, you know, to kind of getting everything synthesized into one, one uh, page? <laughs> um, well, I like, you know, outlining's totally my wheelhouse. That's really kind yeah. of how I got started, actually, in the educational side of writing. I wrote the book, Outlining Your Novel. Um, which was interesting to me because when I wrote that, I'm like, I am the only person in the world who likes to outline. And that book just took off and just made me totally realize that people are just kind of starving for knowledge about how to organize their writing because you dive into, you know, your first draft and you're all excited and everything's great. And then nothing's working because you had no idea where you were going. There was no plan. Mm -hmm. And you just, you're totally trying to wing it on a subconscious level. And like I said, I I firmly believe that the key to really mastering um, your art is being able to harmonize your creativity and your logic. And for me, outlining really comes in on that because it lets me just kind of unleash all that raw creativity onto the page and then harmonize it logically before I get to the point where I'm trying to write perfect prose. So for me, outlining, my approach to outlining is very much, um, it's not, you know, everybody thinks of like the Roman numeral list that's really dry and boring. And <laughs> and that's horrible. I reject that. That is not what I'm talking about <laughs> when I talk about outlining. What I'm talking about is actually just, it's a brainstorming process. Um, I just, I get it. What I, I like to do it on a notebook. There's just something about um, writing by hand in a notebook that seems to really unleash my creativity. I think it's because my handwriting is just like almost illegible. So I can't, (laughs) there's no need to just try to make everything perfect. For sure. But anyway, I just, you're just kind of dumping ideas, you know, everything you know about the story onto the page to begin with Mm -hmm. and then figuring out where the plot holes are and what questions need to be asked and then getting to explore that. And then eventually, you know, going through and writing 
a scene outline. And I write really in-depth scene outlines. I like to call them, you know, in a sense, they are my rough draft. They're just not written in narrative prose that's perfect and polished. But I get everything figured out. And then that allows me to take that and all those ideas and knowledge into the first draft and be able to, to concentrate on bringing it to life, kind of like a director with a movie. I already have the story. I just have to bring it to life now. Um, so that's been, you know, just kind of the wheelhouse of everything that I do in organizing my fiction writing and making it um, as easy for me to tackle as possible. I'm all about making it as easy as possible. Yeah. And I think for me, it's just it's just a process that works so perfectly because you get to have so much fun in that early outlining stage when there's absolutely no pressure to be perfect. And then it makes the actual drafting part so much easier because you don't have to keep a gazillion details in your mind all at once. You've gotten the bulk of it done so you can then concentrate on fine-tuning and getting all those beautiful little pieces in place. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, uh, how does KM Wyland unplug at the end of a hard day? I know, um, I said I would call you Katie, but uh, <laughs> I've failed so far. Um, how does Katie Wyland unplug at the end of the day, a long day of writing? Well, you know, as I said, I, I like to keep my reading time for the very last thing, which is really, I think, just a healthy thing. It's just, it's a quiet time, no electronics. Um, that really lets me kind of unwind at the end of the day. But I got to be honest, my brain is one that does not shut off. <laughs> so unplugging, how do I unplug is sort of like, um, I don't really. Yeah. But that's how I try to unplug. You know, at the end of the day, I shut down, completely shut down my computer. I do not check email um, after like, say, 730. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's tempting sometimes, you know, grab your your um, your iPad or whatever and check email but then unless i'm there's something going on that i have to check i do not i mean that's just an ironclad rule i do not get back on the internet after that time and i think that that's really been helpful um you know the thing they call internet brain where you can't concentrate on something for i don't know like more than five seconds or some ridiculously no low number like that mm-hmm. i have definitely noticed that my ability to concentrate and my comprehension level has gotten better since I've kind of put limits on when I allow myself to be on the internet. And um, I think particularly having that time at the end of the day before my brain is getting ready to sleep has been really helpful and allowing me to then recharge and be ready to go early the next morning. That's good. That's good. Good stuff. Do you have to, I didn't ask you if you have a time constraint. Do you have time to uh, talk about creativity? Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah. Um, as I was kind of saying, I think 
to me, creativity is like, it's the subconscious. We're, we're trying to tap the subconscious. And it's this kind of wild and wonderful world that we're all a part of, but we don't really understand and we don't really visit, you know, for very much of our day. So it's always kind of just this this magic part of us that brings out these crazy and wonderful things that sometimes we're like, wow, I, that came from us. Yeah. So I think that's that's what creativity is. But the reason that we all are drawn to it and that we all vitally need it, I think, is because we then are able to use kind of the expression of that creativity as a way to help us understand the subconscious and through that just to understand life to understand ourselves and how we're interacting with the world and what's happening around us. So I think creativity is something that, I mean, obviously all human beings have it and we're all, it's, it's a vital part of us. And, but we as who are artists, whatever we're doing, you know, whether it's writing or painting or dancing or whatever, you know, I feel like we are, we are the lucky ones because we are able to use our art to really tap into that deeper part of ourselves and that deeper part of the human experience, um, which is really, you know, what makes what life is all about. It's all about figuring out what is what is this? What is life? What what are we doing with it? And so when we're able to use our creativity to express that through art, it becomes a really powerful and resonant and healing thing. Even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, it just made me think of an article. I mean, I know that many outlets covered this news, but there was this Scientific American article that uh, I think the title was "Reading Literary Fiction Improves Empathy." <laughs> that kind of yeah, goes, yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, it goes right in line with that. Um, that kind of uh, I'll link to it, but you know, we don't have to get into the details of it. But uh, um, kind of uh, yeah, I very much resonate with that and creativity itself. So, when do you personally kind of feel the most creative? Well, you know, also kind of in the same vein as I, you know, don't need to warm up anymore to get into that mindset. I think that the closer we get to our art, the more creativity is it's just always there. It's something that we can just reach out and grab. And that's definitely something that I've found in my life. Um, I, in general, am a very regimented, scheduled kind of person. Um, but I've found here within the last couple of years that I actually work a little better with the the art part, the fiction part, if I'm not completely chaining myself down to this is fiction time, you have to do it now. Mm -hmm. And instead saying, oh, well, you know, I just, I'm, I feel like now's the time. It's it's morning, I, I want to go outside and write. Um, but then again, like during the winter, I've really enjoyed writing kind of at twilight and just kind of mm. that engulfing period where the darkness is just sort of around you and it's just kind of very, very easy to concentrate in that time. So I've, I've been trying to stay open to just kind of what, um, my body is telling me, I guess mm -hmm. that this is, this is the right time to write. Um, and just kind of waking up each morning and, and looking at what I have to do and saying, um, organizing it in a way that I think I'll be able to be most productive with my creativity and then whatever else I have to deal with during the day. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. Well, in your estimation, what do you think makes a writer great? Well, I mean, obviously, there's a lot that goes into that. I think mastery of the craft is definitely something that has to do with you know the experience of having written many, many, many words and studying story theory and what makes you know the art actually work. 
Um, so it's putting in the time, you know, on a, over a long period of time to make all of that come to fruition in your own life. But I think kind of harking back to what I just said, I think that truly the the magic that some writers are able to bring into our lives and the reason that that classic novels still resonate with us hundreds of years after they were written, that that just that secret ingredient kind of, I think that goes back to the writer being a person who is kind of tapped into a deeper sense of life. They're not looking at life just on the surface. They're looking for those deeper meanings. And particularly, I think they're people who are willing to be very honest with themselves about their own lives hmm. and then are bringing that kind of as a vulnerability to what they're writing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a harmonization, I guess I would say, of you know being someone who sees who sees life but then also having the skill and the discipline to be able to bring that to your art form in a way that other people can also recognize and resonate with. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a couple favorite authors uh, r- right at the moment or just a couple sitting on your, on your uh, bedside table that you're enjoying? Patrick O'Brien is just kind of like, I am just so in awe of him and I just love everything that he's done. Um, he wrote the Aubrey Matterin series, that the um, Russell Crowe movie Master and Commander was based off a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just love his stuff. He's just so good at bringing to life the historical period in a way that is just really authentic yeah. um, without without seeming, I mean, there's no pretension in what he does, which is really hard to do mm-hmm. as a writer to bring that out without making it obvious. So he is definitely at the top of my list. Um, I love Brent Weeks's fantasy. That's something that I'm always aspiring to in my own writing. And Patrick Rothfuss, his fantasy, I love that as well. I've been reading a lot of Thomas Mann, actually, lately. And Mm. he's um, somebody who's been really interesting and influential. And I'm just kind of in awe, actually, of how immersive his prose is, even though it's been translated from German, that you can still get that quality that comes across in um, even past the translation. So those are just kind of some of the authors that come to the top of my mind. Nice, nice. As so many authors do, and so many writers do, do you have a uh, kind of a best love quote floating over your desk or at the top of your mind at the moment? Um, I actually do have one on my desktop, my desktop wallpaper right now that I really like. Um, it's from Christopher Moore. And he wrote, I'm not nearly as brave as many of my rascals that I write, but I think the rascal spirit must reside in me somewhere, which I just, I like that. I resonate with it It's because I think we're all writing to one extent or another, the people that we'd like to be. And um, obviously they come from us somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. All right. Um, before we wrap with uh, your advice to your fellow scribes, um, got a couple of fun ones for you. Um, I think we can ki- skip paper or ebook because uh, I think I know the answer, but <laughs> But, you know, you may be a, a, a hybrid uh, a reader, um, and you, you probably... I should also add audiobook to that question, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like you that you like a paper book at the end of the day, but I could be wrong. You know, I really, really like my Kindle. Um, I love how light it is. I love how easy it is to use. I love how I can poke a word and it'll tell me what it means. Yeah. Um, so I really, I do, I love my Kindle, but I, I also have to admit, I love, I love paperback books. I love the way they look on the shelf and <laughs> the way they smell. And so I, I can't pick, I honestly, I would have Hybrid. to go with both. 
I'm, I'm not an audiobook listener. I have to say that. <laughs> but you have <laughs> no idea. Have you do done so. audiobooks? Have you done like recorded your own voice for audio? I have audio? not recorded my own. I've all of my writing books are on audiobook, but I did hire a professional narrator for those. All right, all right. Well, you do have a good voice. Oh, um, thank you. And as evidenced by your podcast, if you could, uh, let's see, choose one author from any era for an all-expense-paid dinner to your favorite spot in the world, who would you choose and where would you take them? Oh, Patrick O'Brien, definitely. Because, um, I mean, I'm, that's, what I do is kind of I analyze stories. I'm, I'm very good at looking at stories and understanding why they work and why they don't. But with his stuff, there's still kind of that, I'm, I'm still in awe of how, like I said, how he just, he brings things to life so effortlessly and you can hardly see the seams where he's put them together. So mm. I would definitely say Patrick O'Brien and let's skip dinner and go to the London Museum so he can <laughs> tell me everything that he learned. Cool, cool. Um, I skipped a question, but um, you may not be able to answer this one. Who is your favorite literary character of all time? Oh gosh, all time. That is hard to say. <laughs> I, I'm i going to be really cliched and go with a childhood favorite and say Anne of Green Gables, just because uh, she was someone I read as a child and it was a formative reading experience and someone that I resonated with as a imaginative little girl telling stories to herself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, final goofy one. Do you have a writer's fetish? I see a photo of you with a, a vintage typewriter. <laughs> Um, which I'm very fond of. Uh, do you collect any um, uh, kind of rare artifacts or uh, first editions or anything anything that um, might be considered a writer's fetish? I do love old typewriters. I've got an L.C. Smith Super Speed that is totally broken, so there's no temptation <laughs> to use it. Right. But I love looking at it on my shelf. And <laughs> I like I like Snoopy stuff, you know, like Snoopy at the typewriter, so it all kind of goes together. Yes. But yeah, I, I like Snoopy stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I'm just having flashbacks of those Snoopy, um, journalism, uh, memes. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> All right. So, uh, can you offer some advice to your fellow writers on how to keep going, how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving? Well, I think that honestly, this is kind of my standard advice to people when they ask for just one, um, which is write every day. And, you know, as I said, I write, what I mean by that is just write on a consistent basis because I don't write every day. I write my fiction five days a week. Yeah. But I think once you get into that groove that the momentum that you build is just invaluable. And it is. It's hard in the beginning if you're just starting out. Um, you may need those warm-up techniques that I was talking about. But the momentum that builds after you've been doing this for decades is it makes it so much easier because you, you've been there, done that, and you know that if you just keep putting one word after another, that good things are going to happen, that you're going to work through the writer's block, and that the experience that you're gaining is just going to multiply as you keep going. So everything else, I think all the other important things of writing will follow if you are able to discipline yourself to show up at your desk on a regular basis. Yeah, great stuff. Katie, thank you so much for dropping writerly knowledge on us and sharing your processes with us. Um, I know that you're very active on social media, Twitter. It looks like we can find you, K.M. Wyland, there. Oh, and at kmwyland.author on Facebook, it would mm -hmm. look like. You're fantastic. Both your fantastic websites. Uh, we've got uh, 
helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com and kmwyland.com. Anything else you want to point um, listeners to to kind of connect with you out there? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much everywhere you can think of as far as social media, but if you go yeah. to helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com, um, you can find, you know, everything that I've got. And um, if you're interested, obviously, in hearing more of the ideas and the things that I teach, um, a good place to start is up in the top uh, toolbar. There's a little start here button that'll kind of guide you through all of the stuff that I've been collecting yeah, over yeah. the years that I've been doing this. Great resources for writers. Um, thanks for sharing with us. And um, I will point to all these, of course, in the show notes. And um, we look forward to what you have coming up uh, shortly. So come back and talk to us again. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of a tour of the writer's process. If you enjoy the writer files, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. And for more episodes or just to leave a comment or a question, you can always drop by writerfiles.fm and chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week.